I don't usually use spammy headlines for my podcast, but this was literally the only headline I could think of. Today I'm going to talk about secret revenue trick that every entrepreneur should know about if they're looking to build a valuable business. Stay tuned. Welcome to this week's episode of Dylan's Podcast. I am Dylan. This is my podcast where once a week I'm sharing some things that I'm thinking about as an entrepreneur running some active businesses in an attempt to help other entrepreneurs out there that might be uh, struggling, they might be working through some challenges or trying to take advantage of some opportunities and maybe get the sense that they're the only ones out there trying to figure out how to do a great job building a successful and valuable business. And uh, by sharing my thoughts once a week, hopefully as an entrepreneur, you realize that your challenges are not that unique, your opportunities are not that special, and neither are you. And so the objective isn't so much to wallow in either any of those things, but rather to do the best job that you can. And that's all I'm trying to do every week. And so this podcast gives me an opportunity to share what I'm thinking about. Uh, This podcast is brought to you by MLENOW.com. That is an instant online business valuation platform where you can go and see what your business is worth right now compared to other industry benchmarks for other businesses that are in your marketplace and between what your business is worth and what it could be worth, there's a gap that you can begin to figure out how you're going to fill in. So get over there, check it out. It's free, forever free, in fact. It's never going to cost an entrepreneur anything to figure out what their business is worth. And hopefully once you're in there, you can learn some more things about your business that maybe you didn't know before. And if you did know then maybe you'd make some different decisions. So getting on with this week's topic, the topic is the secret revenue trick. And it's crazy because again, I'm not a spammy type guy, pretty practical. I try to keep things simple and uh, there was really no other way to talk about this. And so let me set up the context. As an entrepreneur, a lot of times day in, day out, day in, day out, day in, day out, you can look at your, your business when it's not on fire, or maybe when it's not on a ripping tear um, into new opportunities, and maybe it's just become stable and consistent and predictable. And there are days where maybe you don't feel incredibly inspired or encouraged to do anything incredibly innovative or cutting edge, and that's okay. The reason I put this episode together was because I think that there's something that every entrepreneur should realize if they haven't already or if no one's ever told it to them. It was a, it was a, a, what would you call it even? It was a phrase that was coined by the fellow who put Netscape together, which was the predecessor to Google Chrome and every other internet browser that subsequently um, uh, came after it. And in essence, what he had said was, that the only way to make money in any business is to bundle and unbundle. That's it. (laughs) Secret revenue trick, bundle and unbundle. You might say, Dylan, what the heck does that even mean? Well, if you've been paying attention at all to the business news in the last week or two, there's a couple of big headlines that caught most of us by surprise. And by most of us, I mean folks like me, I'm in my early 40s, and J&J and GE were two conglomerate-type companies that, over my business career, were sort of the benchmark that 
that people look to or that the market looked to to get a sense of, hey, what's, what's going on in the marketplace? You know, GE was in healthcare, they were in manufacturing, they were in financial services, and they were the, the epitome, if you will, of how to run a massive, massive um, organization. And now they've decided to break their company apart into pieces. So bundling and unbundling would look like a company like GE grabbing a bunch of different businesses, putting them into a corporate fold, and then looking to leverage the synergies that might come from having all of these different businesses in their portfolio. Unbundling, on the other hand, is then when a big company like that decides to um, sell its business units. So it sells its healthcare division, it sells its pharmaceutical division, or its aviation division, or its manufacturing division, or its financial services division. And so the markets ebb and flow and ebb and flow. And depending on where you are in the economic cycle, depending on where you are in the, in the timeline of industry, you can go back as far as, as far as we can measure it. And what you will find, I think, pretty consistently is that you'll see that there is a trend of when businesses have all fragmented into little tiny pieces that somebody comes along and will put them all together as one big organization. And then when the organization gets too big, then the government uh, will break them apart or even shareholders will decide to uh, break a company apart into smaller pieces. And that they get bundled and they get unbundled and they get bundled and they get unbundled. And what this means to you and me, who don't run GE-sized companies or big conglomerates that have a big portfolio of a lot of different businesses, is if we're stuck in our business and we're not feeling incredibly inspired and we're not doing anything innovative or anything that's on like the cutting edge of whatever's going on in our particular markets or services, sometimes our ability to go and find revenue is simply based on our ability to understand where are we in the economic cycle and where are we in the market cycle of this bundling and unbundling? And you can kind of look at any business in any industry and get a pretty good sense of this. Um, another example that might, that, that might help flush this out a little bit is Dell. Dell was a company, is a company, not was, is a company that is in the computer manufacturing space. So they, back when I was... A teenager, they were well known for just-in-time inventory management. You were able to go onto a website, order your computer. They would put it together, get it to you, and it was a really slick business. And then they, they became the best in the business at it. In fact, they did such a good job that every company adopted, certainly every PC maker adopted this idea of just-in-time inventory management where you don't keep any of your stock of parts in a warehouse, you simply have your suppliers ship them to you as you need them. You assemble them and you quickly get them out the door. So your parts come in the front door and your computers immediately go out the back door. And Dell got very good at that. But, but what happens is a company like Dell will have a hard time continuing to put up big growth numbers. And because they're a public company, investors want to see that the company is growing. But oftentimes the company can simply be, become too big and they don't have anything to invest their capital into. They can't simply just make more computers. There's only so many computers to sell. So they go from selling PCs to servers. And um, they take you know, a consumer business, and then they open up a, 
an enterprise business and they try to leverage their production line and their supplier their supply supplier network um, to try and grow their top line. But again, at some point, it just stops growing in leaps and bounds like the market expects it to. And so what a company like Dell does is they then step to the side and they go, look, let's get into the software business. And so then they start building software and then they say, okay, being in the software business, let's now get into the services business and let's help uh, IT companies with consulting and, and let's continue to figure out ways to leverage our asset base into other products and services, which is something you've heard me talk about on this podcast all the time, that if you're looking to grow, the easiest way to do that is to find complementary products or services that fit your core offering and then uh, leverage your customer base into new experiences or into new products and services that, that solve problems for them. But at some point, you also can, uh, at some point, it's appropriate to say, is there a way to either bundle or unbundle some of the things that are happening in our marketplace. And so a company like Dell has recently made a big announcement that they are going to now, guess what, sell one of their software divisions called VMware, which is responsible for making virtual software that runs on a computer. The simplest example would be I have a MacBook. I can't run Windows on it. Some of the work that I do requires Windows. And so I need to run a virtual version of Windows on my computer. And Dell and VMware sell me the software to do that. So Dell has now decided, look, we're going to spin this company out. And they're going to be their own thing now. There's a conversation happening in the marketplace for the last little while about Amazon maybe spinning out their cloud storage business called AWS. And so I know... I don't run a big corporation. You probably don't run a big corporation, but there is a thought here that if you are figuring, if you're having a hard time figuring out revenue and you can't really figure out how to um, find easy complementary services for your business, then maybe there's an opportunity to bundle something else with your business. Um, and that can look like kind of anything. I know in... Um, in, our, in the construction business that I own, uh, we started off offering one particular kind of service with the kind of workforce that we had. And then we were able to bundle another service directly, you know, directly into the same scope of work that uh, ended up being 50% of our revenue in the last couple of years. And so uh, as an entrepreneur, if you stand back and you think, okay, I run a I run maybe a coffee shop or I'm a mortgage broker or I run a manufacturing business. What are the other things that I can bundle into what I'm already doing? And uh, maybe uh, a real life example would be I spent a year with, with a manufacturing company and uh, we manufactured a product. We brought in components from overseas. We put them together and we sent them out uh, to customers all over North America. And so part of my thinking when I, when I was with them was I, I had said, you know, it would make a lot of sense for us to bundle into what we're doing, uh, something that is done on a standalone basis right now. So we provided a manufactured product. And then our customers would end up going to the marketplace and finding small service providers that could help them take our product and do something with it. And I had said, I think we could bring that in-house. I think that we've nailed the manufacturing part. We know how to, to, how to order our, our components. We know how to put this together. We know how to service what it is we're selling. But what if we could, what if we could actually take on that other third-party service that our customers right now have to go somewhere else to get? And 
it didn't get any legs because uh, I wasn't there long enough to see what ended up happening with it. But in your business, you might find that there are ways to bundle more services um, or maybe even more products into what it is that you're doing right now. And this is a little bit different than, you know, a strategic relationship or finding like a different version of the same product that you offer. This is, this is looking and saying, okay, once a customer has purchased our product or has used our service, what, is, what are the next bunch of things that they're going to do that, you know what, we could probably do a couple of those things uh, ourselves. We don't have to watch that customer go to another service provider uh, to get that last thing that they need. What if we could do it ourselves? And so as an entrepreneur, um, if you understand where, if you look across your marketplace and you look at all of your competitors and if everyone's doing exactly the same thing, then you're probably in the very perfect position of bundling something else into your core service offering. Um, but if you look into your marketplace and you see that that your business, much like every other business, is offering a whole bunch of things and everyone's doing the same thing, then maybe there's going to be an opportunity for people to um, start getting rid of those things and refocusing on just one or two things instead of focusing on the, the 10 or 20 things. So as an entrepreneur, it's always an interesting exercise to have that conversation with with your peer group, with other entrepreneurs that you know that are running businesses and, and to say, hey, what does your marketplace look like right now? Like, are your competitors trying to get rid of things that they're no, they're no longer any good at? Or are they trying to stay focused and add new things into their offering? Um, because it could give you some ideas on what you need to be doing to keep your business kind of on the, on the front end of the marketplace. And it's, all, it's with this idea that you know, in just basic, basic math, I suppose that, you know, if you're in a competitive marketplace, you already know that 80% of the business is going to the, to 20% of, of the market. It's just the way, the, the way the, the, I don't know if it's a power law or if there's a certain type of, I don't know what the rule is for it, but the, the number one and number two uh, companies in your marketplace are probably taking 80% of the business. That means 20% of the business is going to 80% of the marketplace, which means it's low margin, it's very unprofitable, and it's only a matter of time until some of those businesses fade away. So by having a conversation about what I laid out in this episode about where's your market right now, where, is, where are you in kind of the economic cycle? Generally speaking, are businesses like yours bundling more services and products together? Or are they trying to now get rid of, of products and services and get refocused on just one or two things and do it really, really well and do it on a, in a way that no one else could, could, could compete with them? And so um, um, if you can have that conversation, then all of a sudden you might find that it does give you a competitive lead in the marketplace because as we've talked, many, many times, uh, your business is either growing or shrinking and you've got to figure out which one is it doing. But sometimes when it's growing, it can be hard to figure out how do we grow? How do we do it properly? And uh, how do we be pragmatic about it? And so having, having the ability to think through, are we bundling or unbundling? Where's our business in that whole cycle right now? Could help you discover new, op new opportunities and maybe lead the marketplace um, and have watch your competitors um, kind of chase you and, and try to catch you uh, with whatever it is that you're doing. So anyway, that's what I'm thinking about because I happen to be in this headspace with both of my businesses right now. Um, actually, all three of my businesses right now. 
is trying to figure out, okay, are we just part of the normal competitive uh, pool or are we doing things that could potentially put us in the number one or two position uh, given the niches that we're in? And so thought I would share that on this week's episode because it was kind of what I'm thinking about. So if you found this helpful, hopefully you'll share this episode or you will rate this episode um, or even just reach out to me. Part of the reason I put these podcasts together is because I really enjoy meeting other entrepreneurs. I enjoy hearing from other entrepreneurs and what they're working on because I find that it helps me figure out what it is I need to be doing. So reach out to me, LinkedIn and Twitter are the two easiest ways uh, to do that. And um, hopefully there was some value given here and we'll see you next time.